Well, we are in the ninth week. We are wrapping this sucker up. And uh, uh, my daughter, because of course we're going through the same series over in Children's Church, and she's like, Dad, we've, we've been doing the fruit of the Spirit for a long time. We're usually kind of do like maybe five weeks of something. And I said, yeah, well, maybe there's, there's, there's nine fruit of the Spirit. So we're just kind of, we're not kind of looking at, at all of them. And we, we want to take a glance at all of them. And so this is one of our longer series. Um, normally we break things down up a little much. Next week we're going to start a five-part. And, uh, but I have just enjoyed this. It's challenged me. I hope it's challenged you. So let's get into this. This is the ninth time we read this little idea. Okay? This is the thing that if you walk away with nothing else, if you walk away with nothing else other about the fruit of the Spirit, I want you to understand this. Okay? As God is growing us from the inside out, we will begin to show more and more of His qualities. That's what the fruit of the Spirit are. They are His qualities. And they begin to show up in our lives. This DNA, this new birth, this, this, this <clears throat> character of Papa God that we get at the new birth process, it begins to show up. We begin to have his features. And, uh, you know, my, um, we just started uh, football with Upward, and Carson was out there, and I was out there with him. And um, I had a person I graduated from school with, and uh, from high school. Hadn't seen him in a long, long time. Hadn't seen my kids. And uh, so I was talking to her, and, and Carson's over in the pack. And she looks over at him, and she goes, that one's yours, isn't he? And I was like, yes, it was. Well, she also happened to know me when I was in, like, the second grade, around Carson's age. And so there's just that mark. He was, was crafted in my image. Poor kid. I mean, Lord, let's all pray for Carson right now. And, uh, um, but... Uh, but the, the, those attributes begin to show up. And so it ought to be that as, as the fruit of the Spirit grows in our lives, that, that people ought to go, are you, are you a Christian? You, you belong to God? I, I, you sure seem like Jesus to me. That's what it ought to be taking place in our lives. That's what the fruit of the Spirit does. And Paul, when he's trying to, 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 to communicate this idea... So beautifully and, and inspiredly wraps it up in the concept of the fruit of the Spirit. That just phrase helps communicate so many ideas. This isn't for us. Apple tree doesn't grow apples to feed itself. It's for somebody else. But with it, that enticing, wonderful piece of fruit, it contains the seed of what made that tree be what it is. And to replicate it. Then something else is enticed by the fruit, comes and enjoys it, receives nourishment from it, and those seeds get passed along. And the process gets that that is how that apple tree, it, there's more apple trees that, that come from that. God, when with the fruit of the Spirit begins to show in our lives, us impacting our world and more people coming to know Christ, it, it, is, it is exponentially moved. Now, we're on this last one. This is the one everybody couldn't wait to get to. Yeah, I know you were so excited. Woo! This is the one I can just snooze through. I can just not even pay attention because I've got self-control down. This is the one. I know that's what you're all thinking. All y'all are like, well, this is the no-brainer one, Clark. You know, this is, we can all just kind of chill. There's maybe one or two people sitting on the edges that maybe need some self-control. But, you know, bulk of us, we've got this down. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why Paul kind of sneaks it in. If he'd have put self-control right at the first, we're like, whoo! Lord, that takes a lot of faith to believe that you're going to be able to control this. And, uh, but it is, it is uh, self-control is it. Let's go ahead and look at Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. We've already talked about how, you know, you can just go for it with love. You can't, God's not going to look at you and go, Woo, you are too loving, dial it down. He's not going to say, you are too joyful, back it off. You can just go for it. There is no law, there is no restrictions. You can just run with it. You can just go with it. Can't be too peaceful. Can't be too <clears throat> patient. You can't be too any of these when it's really the genuine fruit of the Spirit. The same way with self-control. We can grow in this place to where that we operate in this area of self-control. I ran across a little story that I read online about a guy that was uh, sent with a little shopping list from his, from his wife, from his honey. And his little list of stuff to get and had to bounce all over the grocery store to complete his uh, five-item list. And as he was going through the grocery store, he keeps passing this same guy that has this three-year-old pushing in this cart. And he's pushing the, the, the dad's pushing this three-year-old. And the three-year-old, at the first time he passes him, is asking repeatedly for a candy bar. I want a candy bar. I want a candy bar. I want a candy bar. And he hears the dad reply, you know, we're going to be out of here soon, Billy. We're going to be out of here soon, Billy. You know, just, just calm down, Billy. So he passes him then in the dairy section. And this time the kid's just whoop, taking it to the next level. And he's just screaming. Forget words. I'm just going to make noise. I'm just going to create a scene. I'm just going to scream. And he's just screaming. And uh, you hear the, he passes and here's the dad. Oh, Billy, Billy, I'm, we're almost done. We're almost done, Billy. Billy, just, just, just be okay. Goes to get in line to check out. And there is the, the, the father-son combo again in line ahead of him. And here's the, the, the dad muttering to himself, we're almost out of here. We're almost out of here, Billy. Just, just stay cool, Billy. And the guy was not even showing any kind of signs of losing it. Just really being cool. And so finally this guy who's watched this go down and experienced all these little phases, you know, he's, as the guy's about to leave, he taps him on the shoulder and said, you know, I, man, I just am so impressed with the way that you had just, you just handled little Billy and you just kind of encourage him and you refocusing him. He said, man, you don't get it. I'm Billy. <laughs> You know, and in, in, those, in those moments, man, there are times when everything, the wheels are coming off. It is just an ugly situation. And that thing's the first control. If you're going to lead in a situation, you better be able to control of yourself. Otherwise, it's going to get ugly. He was at a place as a daddy that if he would have stepped over into correction, it would have gotten nasty. And so he just controlled himself so that it didn't get uglier than it already was. We have to learn to do that as we're really going to begin to impact. You know, if you begin to study leadership, you know, all the leadership books let you know that being a leader starts with self-leadership. That's all self-control is. 
It's self-leadership. It's sending your own life in the right direction. It's making some life-giving choices. And what, that's why it rolls into this, this next concept, that the fruit of the Spirit means being a master chooser. It means being good at choosing. We've got decisions every day. You've got decisions whether or not you're going to hit the snooze for the 18th time. I personally am a two-snooze guy. Two. Set my alarm. No, and I'm going to hit it twice. I back it up, two snoozes, because I don't like to just jar awake and have to just pop out of bed. I want that one snooze, and then I'm in another place, and then I hit that second snooze, and then that, that, after that, the, the alarm goes off the third time, which thankfully I have a patient wife that lets the... She's quit hitting me in the mornings. I think that's patient. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, so, you know we, we, we all are at this place of making these decisions about so many things. Decisions with our time, decisions with our tongue, decisions with our money, decisions with all sorts of things. Self-control, this fruit that the Holy Spirit grows of self-control is this thing of us being able to, to steward our choices, be able to um, be on top of that. Let's look at 2 Peter 1. It says, For this reason, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness getting us all the way back to that first fruit we talked about, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they just keep increasing. It is this thing they keep growing in our lives. Then you will, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord. All right, guess what? Hopefully you don't just show up here to increase some knowledge right here. Okay? You can come and we crack the Bible open. Everything's scripture-based. You can come and just increase some Bible knowledge by showing up on a Sunday. You can. But what we want to do is we want to learn this and get in there and how to drive this thing. You know, it's one thing to read the magazine about the, the hottest, newest Lamborghini. It's another thing to say, I want to read that manual because I want to drive it. I want to make it work like it's supposed to do. God is helping us. He's placed His nature on the inside of us. And whenever we begin to, to learn from here, then it helps us to drive and work this life God's blessed us with. But if we don't have this thing of self-control in our lives, then we become ineffective and unproductive in that knowledge that we have. We're not making good choices. That's where our ineffectiveness and unproductiveness comes from. We're not being master choosers. We took a parenting class years and years ago. Been through it, what, three times? Every time at a little different phase in our parenting, you get the same material, it's like brand new every time because you're at a new phase. And um, one of the things that uh, they teach is on this area of self-control and to help a child learn self-control. And uh, so, boy, well, I'll tell you what, we... Well, they begin to throw a fit and fuss, then we learn that real, real early. That uh, you sit there and they just taught them to say, all right, get self-control. And you just cross their little fingers like this and sit and be quiet. And just, but that interlocking, that purposeful thing 
of having to do that for some reason just helps a two-year-old to just kind of gives them something to do and okay i'm going to calm down and man i tell you what it helped with our parenting we'd sit there and the little one at the dining room table losing it a little bit say all right get self-control and they would do it it was amazing to watch them a few years afterwards when we weren't having to implement it like that as much anymore and they begin to get frustrated and we'd give them a correction we wouldn't have self-control and you'd see them do that it's self-control it just helps so much to help you begin to make some wise choices when you're at that place when the emotions are running crazy we don't necessarily make very good decisions and the fruit of self-control helps to come in there and to keep our life on pace on track romans 12 1 says therefore i urge you brothers in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to god this is your spiritual act of worship present your whole life present as a living sacrifice all of us all of our choices all of those things presented self-control helps to keep those things there to where the bible says whether we eat or whether we drink do it all to the glory of god even something as common as operating a fork and a glass needs to be done to the glory of god and self-control plays a role in that place first peter 4 7 says the end of all things is near therefore be clear-minded and self-controlled why so that you can't pray you ever talk to somebody who you know they're a solid believer you know they're a solid believer and man and everything is just kind of you know they come up to you and their life's just kind of going haywire for them and you said hey you know um, you know, have you prayed about this? And they're like, no, I haven't. I need to pray. When we get in that place, there are things that are, that are just, duh, we know we should do that. But when we get all wound up and we're not in this place of self-control, it, we get derailed to where we don't even do the basic things that we know that we should do. And, the, and God wants us to operate in self-control because it is something that brings incredible safety to our lives. Man, God doesn't want us to just be out there and be where we're, where we're just <clears throat> exposed. Proverbs twenty five twenty eight says, Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. Um, as a big brother, um, I figured out early on that there were certain things that I could do um, to cause my sisters to get into a place of a lack of self-control. <laughs> and uh, my, my parents called them, um, push in your sister's buttons. And said, don't push their buttons. Well, whatever you called it in your home is button pushing in our home. And, uh, and so they would be okay. They would be handling all right. And then I could do one thing. And all of a sudden, whoa, she, my sister just lose it. And I would just cackle and just think it was hilarious. And, uh, and so, but it was at that point, if I could get her to break over into that, I'd won. Because at that point, she, she's not thinking rationally. She's not doing anything. Guess what? 
we have an enemy that does the same thing to us. The same thing. And all of us have different buttons. Some of us, one thing doesn't affect us. Somebody, another thing does. Some of you, man, that, that, that if, if finances get tight, you just, whoo, you just wig out. You just lose it. Can't think straight. So guess what? You know what? The enemy comes in and pokes that button. Messes with that stuff to just get you off track. Some of you, it's it's how your body's operating. If you begin to get a little sick or a little uh, have a little <clears throat> something, you a little tingle or something you can't understand in your body, and your your brain starts going into all these vain imaginations and freaking out, and you get derailed. Enemy will come in and push that button. You're vulnerable. God doesn't want us in that place. And if we have this thing, we allow the fruit of self-control to come in, it protects us. Now, this self-control, this is a, is, a, is a place. Remember, this is a fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit can only grow this in our lives. But yet it is referred to as self-control. If we're not careful, we will look at this and think, Oh, okay, here's where it comes, where the, all, it all rests on my shoulders. I knew this Christianity thing was going to come back, that it's all me again. You got, oh, yeah, God's love, God's joy, you know, and self-control. You better do it. Now, remember, this is a fruit of the Spirit. This is what the Spirit does. Our place, our place of self-control is to continually say yes to God. Continually, okay? Uh, We've got a, a trailer that I drag up here every week, sitting on the other side of this wall. Drag up here, put all this equipment in, okay? Trailer has wheels. That trailer goes... Will go 70 miles an hour down the highway. It will do all it, it uh, turns and all this stuff, but it doesn't do it by itself. We can disconnect that, and I dare you to go drive it. Dare you to go drive that trailer home. It's not going anywhere. Why? Because although it's its own thing, it needs its own maintenance. I don't can't just do maintenance to my truck and the trailer's okay. It has its own things that it has to be dealt with. Okay, and. Uh, but as long as that hitch is connected to that truck, then what it does, it guides it. That is what we're saying. The self-control part is for us to not disconnect. It is, okay, I'm going to keep saying. We don't say yes to God, and then all of a sudden he goes, all right, thank you, I'm taking over here, you're done having any involvement in your life no it is that is why we have to be a living sacrifice every day you know you hear it said over and over again it's easier to die for god than to live for him you muster up the courage in one big moment to die for god every you got to live for him that's every day that's dealing with those boneheads that drive you up the wall every day that's dealing with the things that your your own insecurities every day. And that place of self-control is to just keep saying, I'm not going to disconnect. I'm not going to pull out. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit guide me and drive me. That's why the Bible says, if you will walk in the Spirit, we're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. We stay in that track with the Spirit. We this Saying yes, saying I'm going to stay here. That is that place. Every time we're at a crossroads, we either say, the Holy Spirit saying, go this way or go that way. What am I going to do? I'm going to say yes to you. Okay, and then at that place, that is operating in that place of self-control. See, 1 Corinthians 7, 5. 
says, so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. That's when those temptations come in. You say, I'm not, I'm not willing, I'm not willing to keep saying yes to God in this area. And now you're vulnerable. But you stay, keep being willing to say yes to God in that area. You're not vulnerable in that place anymore. <clears throat> Proverbs 23, 4 says, Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Have the wisdom to show some restraint, some self-control. Hey, you know, put the brakes on. It's good to be diligent. It's good to show up to work a little early. It's good to, 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 to do those things. But don't overdo it. Be willing to say yes to God. When God say it, it's time to rest. And you can rest without going, Oh, what if the other guy works more and gets the promotion? Oh, what if I don't do this and I lose this account? Oh, what if I da 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 no, the Holy Spirit is saying, it's time to chill, buddy. And you go, okay, I'm going to trust you. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. That restraint is, that, is self-control. <clears throat> but blessed is he who keeps the law. The King James Version, this is the modern King James Version, but they say the same thing. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. See, that's why that lack of restraint... And being like an unwalled city that's open for attack, those things, lack of restraint and perishing, are synonymous. You just use them interchangeably and not mess with the definition. But he who keeps the law, he who keeps saying yes to what God has laid out, is blessed. And then we also understand that self-control helps you separate the common from the holy. This enables us to live our lives in the sweet spot. You know, there are a whole lot of things that are just permissible. You know, that you can just decide, you know, where to, you know, where am I supposed to be? Well, I like showing up at church here this morning. Um, there's a lot of wonderful places to go to church. There's just a ton of great places to fellowship here in San Angelo. Um, Celebration Church is not remotely the only uh, place to do that. Um, but we also know that the Bible lets us know that God sets members in the body as it pleases Him. God should be directing where you fellowship and where your giftings and your resources can be used and, 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 you, can, and you can flourish and, and, and help nourish others. Um, and so, uh, uh, we, so there's a lot of these different choices, but there's the, the better. That's separating the common, just, yeah, that's cool, from the holy, that that's been set apart for you. And we need some to, to help us define that. I'm, uh, I'm blessed to have my, uh, my Mima and my Papa who are here. And uh, y'all have all heard me tell a few uh, Mima and Papa stories. I told a Mima story last week about uh, the, uh, the wire pinchers and the toad just about being ripped off. And uh, that's a story she's uh, told a ton of times to me. And, um, but uh, there was a, a pivotal moment, and I would not be here had my Papa not had a moment when he was able to separate the common from the holy. And uh, they had uh, started dating in, uh, very, very young and uh, grew up in uh, La Misa. And, uh, uh, of course, in uh, you know, a small farming town. You know, everybody knows everybody. And, and uh, so my papa would uh, periodically, for whatever reason, who knows why, he would have these moments of lack of judgment, papa, and he would, he would uh, break up with Mimo when they were dating. And, uh, and so there was one of these moments where he had done that and uh, 
decided to go out on a date with somebody else. Well, Mimo had never dated anybody else but Papa. And, uh, and so, and this guy asked her to go out on the weekend. So she's like, all right, waiting around for this old rascal forever. And uh, said that she was going to go out on this date. Well, Papa was out and he was in his car and his date was, you know, saddled up next to him on the front seat. And, uh, and uh, so uh, uh, Meemaw was uh, there on her date and see uh, uh, Papa sees her come in, come drive up with this guy and sees her. And all of a sudden, Meemaw went from being just one of the beautiful young ladies of Lamisa. And he saw that she was the beautiful young lady of Lamisa. She went from being common to holy. And in his moment, he did the right thing. He jumped out of his car and he took off and the other car was moving. And he grabs the door of a moving vehicle and jumps in the front seat and begins to woo my Meemaw back. Right then and there. My grandmother is telling me the story again, and uh, she still remembers the shirt she was wearing. It was a red plaid shirt. And he, she said, he told, you sure look beautiful in that shirt. And the other guy's driving that asked her out. And I was like, what on earth? Somebody's hijacking my date. But I'm glad that that happened, or else I wouldn't be here today. And so... Thank goodness Papa was able to separate the common from the holy. He was able to see that is it. And from that point on, from my understanding, they dated continually and got married. And, and uh, all of a sudden it was redefined. See, we need the Holy Spirit to do that in our lives. Sometimes it looks like in our lives that there's lots of good choices out there. But when the Holy Spirit says, no, this is the choice for your life. All of a sudden, it's easier to put the common away and to begin to choose the whole. This is what I've called you to do. This is where your sweet spot is in life. This is what I want you to do. And all of a sudden, this thing of going, I have all of these permissible choices, but I've got this thing that God has wired me to do. I'm going to live in that. Having that place of self-control where the Holy Spirit is guiding us and saying, no, 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 anybody can choose that. You could choose that, sure, but I'm calling you to this. And to separate the common from the holy. First uh, Corinthians nine twenty four. See, we have to do this so that we will run our race. It says, "Do you not know that those who run a race all run, but only one receives the prize?" Thank God, Papa got the prize. Um, run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. Then they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way, not as without aim. I box in such a way, not just beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that afterwards I may preach to others and I myself not be disqualified. This is being a master chooser. This is understanding what God is, the race God's called you to run. This is moving forward on a <clears throat> high level. See, self-control creates a life-giving life. And even when things are lawful and not harmful, they should be subjected to three tests. These things help us separate some of the, the common from the holy. 
And we see this in Scripture. First off, is it helpful? 1 Corinthians 10.23 says, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Is it helpful? Is it, is it carrying you forward in what God has called you to do? Is it constructive? 1 Corinthians 10.23b, Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. I'm so witty in the way I bring these out. And this is so profound. This is what the Bible says. Um, is it constructive? Is it build up? God is a move forward kind of God. Is it laying the next level on there? Or are you just spinning your wheels? And last of all, does it bring glory to God? Is it to the glory of God? In 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. And John 16, 13 says, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak only what He hears. And He will tell you what is yet to come. I've got a little video we want to close with that helps us remind that these things are what God's growing in our lives. It's what God's doing. You roll it. A man fell in a hole. He fell in a hole and he couldn't get out. A traveler passed by. He told the man to meditate, to purify his mind, and when he reached Nirvana, all suffering would cease. The man did as he was told, but he remained in the hole. Another man appeared. He explained that the hole didn't exist, and neither, in fact, did the man. It was all an illusion. The man who did not exist was still stuck in the hole that was not there. Another visitor arrived. He instructed the man to perform good deeds to improve his karma, and though he would still die in the hole, he might be reincarnated as something magnificent. Another man looked down from above. He taught the man to pray five times a day facing east and to follow five important tenets. If he was faithful, one day, perhaps, the divine would set him free. The man prayed as best he could, but he was losing strength, and in the hole he remained. something different about him. He called down to the man in the hole and asked him if he wanted to be free. This man lowered himself into the earth, into the pit. He took hold of the man. dragged him into the light. And the man in the hole, who could not 
yet who somehow was saved. Self-control is about all the time answering that question. Do you want to be free? There are so many things that try to entrap us and to corner us in. But I wanted us to watch this video as we bring this to an end to remind us that we don't save ourselves. This, we didn't start this on our own and we don't walk in this on our own. This fruit of the Spirit is what God grows in us when we keep saying, yes, I want to be free. Yes, I want to be free. He and continually, He is moving in our lives every day. Every day. Do not get saddled with some big heavy weight that all of a sudden you've got to be all these things on your own. We don't save ourselves. We don't carry that. He does it and He grows it in us. What we have to do is say, yes, I want to be free and stay hooked up with Him. Just keep saying yes. Just keep saying yes, and you will see these fruits grow in your lives. Now, am I saying that those yeses are always easy? No. There's some things we, in us saying yes to something else. We have to say no to something we've always said yes to. But saying yes to Him is better. It's better. Now, what we want to do right now is as we, <clears throat> as we wrap this up, we want to make sure that everybody's at that starting gate, that everybody's there because this starts 